Mighty Ape is Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. With everything from movies, music, games, toys, books, hobbies and more, Mighty Ape is your one-stop shop for the things that matter most. They constantly have hot deals and exclusive promos. And if you visit their website on the click-through banner on FakeShep.net's homepage, then your purchase will help support Good Movie Monday. Mighty Ape, Australia's entertainment and pop culture superstore. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come to wish me a good morning. What do you mean that it is a good morning whether I want it or not? Please go away. Let me speak for the love of God. Guys, do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's that's a familiar sound at this time of year. For some of you, it might signal the festive cheer within, whereas others may feel triggered or inclined to you know, open that Silent Night flamethrower on somebody who so much as hums a wretched Christmas carol. Howdy doody, friends, and welcome to the Christmas episode of Good Movie Monday. We are the weekly podcast presented by FakeShamp.net, home of the nerdy cinematic ramblings. We've got the gang back together this week, and uh, we're going to see the year out with a bang. My name is Glenn Cochran, Master of Ceremonies, if you will. And with me is always Ben Helwig, the Lord of Delusions. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are you ready for Christmas? As you can tell by my uh, magnificent Christmas uh, headgear, <laughs> I am well and truly uh, ready for Christmas. <laughs> uh, as you might have guessed, it's also our final episode of the year. And what an absolute turd of a year it's been as well. But um, as we bring it to a close, Ben and I are joined by our brothers in arms. We've got Jarrett Garn from Monster Pictures. How's it going, mate? It's very good, sir. Could I just double back to you saying that you got the gang together and we're going to go out with a bang? Is that what you said? Did you say we're going to have a gang, man? Because it's a very all I see here is a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah, but... Which is pretty hey, good. Wait, let me just say Looming up in the West Side. Party isn't, are you saying Sausage you Party this, isn't Chad? a Christmas film? Kind of, but it was supposed to be the West Side, you know. It looked like a shocker, brother. Guillermo <laughs> yeah. Troncoso from Screen Realm. Hey, man, how are you? Up, ready for this gangbang? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And shaking his head, I'm sure, inside. Uh, special treat. We've got Keith Schultz back on the show several months after his departure. Hey, man, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be here. Or at least I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as an even bigger treat for the first time ever, we also have the Bonehead Weekly guys joining the party. Huge welcome to Joe, Chad and James who are phoning in all the way from Kentucky in the USA. Welcome guys. Up at a heinous hour. Howdy. <laughs> yep, that's all we get. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? Give us some shots in the air. Yeah. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm waiting for on the heroin, dude. The okay, the gangbang. Oh <laughs> uh, well, there's only one guy missing, and that is Adam Ross. Uh, he is away at the moment and unable to be here, but he will be stepping in for a few minutes very soon, thus completing the fellowship. Now, if you're new to the show, then you've picked a really awkward time to join us because we're about to hibernate for the Christmas New Year's break. But alas, you have an entire cache of episodes to fall back on. So thanks for being here. Hope you have a lot of fun. I hope. We do too. Good Movie Monday can be found on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and practically anywhere you get your podcast from. But to kick us off first, this. Greetings, Good Movie Monday listeners. This is Chad Michael Collins from Call of Duty Modern Warfare, 
and Sony Sniper franchise. And on behalf of Glenn and Ben, I wanted to... Merry Christmas, I wish you. Happy holidays, everyone. So this is an interesting one, and it, it could go pear-shaped very easily. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, then you might be keen to know that we're presenting this episode right now as a video. So head over to our YouTube page and watch us tempt fate with this massive task. But anyway, so there's no hiding the fact that I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Those are the kind of movies that you only bust out once a year, twice if you're into that Christmas in July type of thing, which I'm not. So that's what makes them so special. So we're all lined up here today, ready to share some of our favourites with you. We're going to do this like a round table, guys. I'll start with Ben, uh, and then we'll work our way around the room. This is where we're allowed to get a bit sentimental too, because we're going back to our childhoods. So Ben, the question for you is, what's one particular Christmas movie from your childhood that you hold most dear to your heart? What? <laughs> When I was prepping for this, in my head, it was 100% going to be uh, Mr. Boogity, the uh, Disney <laughs> short film thing. And then as I was watching it, I was like, hang on a second. This actually isn't set at Christmas. <laughs> like I could have sworn 100% that it was set at Christmas because they were unpacking boxes throughout the whole movie. But it's because they've just moved and it's actually Halloween. It has nothing to do with Christmas at all. <laughs> so completely... <laughs> completely kiboshed my plans to talk about it so i've had to fall back on uh, on old faithful uh the miracle on 34th street i watched both the original and the uh was it 1994 remake mm -hmm. yeah uh kind of routinely every christmas it's usually uh, appears on tv uh so that that that's that for me i'm, I'm sure everyone has seen Miracle on Do you know, the original Miracle on 34th Street's the only movie where I preferred the colorized version over the um, black and white. I think it's a really wonderful color. They've done it. Yeah, they, they did a really good job. I don't actually, I don't know which version I watched first, the colorized or the, or the black and white version. I do remember that in the, in the remake, uh, Santa, who's played by Richard Attenborough, uh, gets a lot more violent with drunk Santas than, uh, uh, was it Edmund Gwynn or whatever his name is in the original? Like the second one, he I think he beats one with his cane, which is a <laughs> which is a lovely Christmas touch. I thought, awesome, awesome. That's a great film. It's one of my all time favorites. I watch it at least every two years. But Jarrett, what about you? I know you're itching to unleash a smorgasbord of goodies, but what's one that resonated with you the most? Well, here's the thing. I um I I think many know that growing up, I was never big on um children's films and um i wasn't really big on family films you know i really grew up watching mainly horror films and things of that nature but i do have a sentimental sort of part of me that i developed later in life um so i'm gonna go with something that i saw when i was actually 14 so i was still youthful um but i wasn't quite childlike uh, and it's a film called mixed nuts uh, classic <laughs> from 1994 and when it was released in Australia, it was under the title Lifesavers, which is actually the name of the crisis, suicide prevention crisis call centre that they all work at. <clears throat> now, this film's set at Christmas Eve, and it's a slice of life sort of kind of comedy where it's like everyone's lives, things that are going on all in the course of that night. And, you know, whether it's people calling into the suicide prevention call centre or whether it's people dropping in or whether it's um, a strangler slash murderer on, on the prowl. Um, it's a huge ensemble cast. It's got like Steve Martin. It's got Rita Wilson, Anthony LaPaglia, Gary Shanling. I mean, this, the cast is whopping. 
and his characters go. Hang on for a second. When, when, where are you getting to the stars? Hey, hey, Steve Martin, come on. Rita Wilson had her peak hotness, in my opinion, in 94, peak hotness, you know. Was that, that's um, way after Volunteers, though, right? Oh, yeah, Volunteers yeah. was about 85, 86. So we're talking about eight years after that. But for me, I think there's something quite um, sexy about her when she's almost sort of like a motherly type of figure. Um, you know. oh, when she when she sleezes on, um, was it Tom Everett Scott in uh, that thing you do? I remember yes. uh, feeling something, feeling something yeah. in the South Pole region, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and and that's around the same time period because I think that thing you do would have been about what ninety six yeah. or so. So it's that era of I've ruined Christmas already. Yeah, it's that thing Ben does. <laughs> but it's a terrific comedy. It borders on pretty stupid and slapstick at times. It was critically panned when the movie came out. It was a box mm -hmm. office flop, and that was. Pretty much a disaster for the writer-director, Nora Ephraim. She just came off the back of Sleepless in Seattle, which was probably the biggest movie you can possibly have around that time with a huge cast. And now that does have an A-list cast in it. It does have Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Um, but, yeah, so she did this film and seemingly it was just hated, but it's still got a theatrical release in Australia because back in those days there was no such thing as, um, you know, internet leaks and things of that nature and studios were hungry for money. So because it was a failure in the United States under mixed nuts, they retitled it Lifesavers and they popped it into Australian cinemas in mid-February of 1995 and there's nothing more festive than a Christmas movie that comes out around Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like, I mean, I revisit it every couple of years and it never fails to deliver and I can never understand why it was so universally hated. It's a terrific movie. So yeah, I hold it near and dear to my heart and like Adam Sandler, that was a real breakout role for Adam Sandler as well, because when he did this, it was just prior to really him peaking with Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and he plays the ukulele in it, and it's terrific. Does He's actually pointless being in the movie, because there's a lot of pointless characters that are in there just because, I guess, they were friends of, you know, uh, either Nora Ephron or someone in the movie, and they pop in, and it's just yep. it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a massive crush on Madeline Kahn, so that's why I like the film. Now, Guillermo, oh, you're up next. <laughs> Take us back to your childhood, mate. What Christmas movie were you glued to as a kid? Um, <clears throat> so, like Jarrett, do I need to talk as long as the film itself? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, kidding, I'm just, See, I'm just um... trying to. I'm just trying to distract everyone from uh, you know the gangbang. <laughs> that, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> um, mine's pretty pretty typical, actually. I I couldn't get over Gremlin Two or years and years i used to watch that like just four times a year regardless of christmas time but christmas i made everyone sit with me the whole family and they got to watch it too um so home alone 2 for me that's the the film that i can never get over the go-to over the first donald one trump? donald trump that's you know, why i love it yeah. <laughs> hey we finally voted him out <laughs> 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 one movie I wouldn't mind Disney doing a retcon on. Like Disney can go back and they can remove him from the film. I don't give a shit. No, why like don't they? Why don't they do another Home Alone and it's just Donald in the White House by himself and he's got the SWAT team coming in to get him out? Yeah, that's right. And do you want to? Do you know the story about his Giuliani's got to have some part of that. <laughs> and do you want to know about? Do you know the story about his cameo in Home Alone too? About why he had it? Oh, no, okay, that, so, so um, essentially, if a film shot in the Trump Tower or the Trump Hotel, he was contractually obligated to be in it. Right. Like he, every, every time somebody shot there, they had to shoot a scene with him in it. And most of the time they would, they would do it just to appease him. 
um, and then immediately edit it out. There is no, they still have not been able to fathom why they left him in that movie. Because usually all the, all the, all the other film directors would shoot it and then just leave it on the floor. But for some I reason, actually he know made... the answer to that, Chad. Oh, what's you know the reason? reason they left it? Uh, there's an interview that came out uh, about a week ago with Chris Columbus, I believe, and he said that they were going to edit it out, but they left it in for test audiences, and the test audience loved it. And he said, "I leave it." <laughs> well, Chad, it's wow. great that you came to the podcast dressed as the Bird Lady from Home Alone too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's close. Yeah. Want to guess where my pigeons are? <laughs> <laughs> They're not in the <laughs> and uh, and we're, we're up to uh, Keith, mate. Fire away on your childhood staple. Oh, mate. Does Honor Majesty's Secret Service count? <laughs> oh, that's so typical. <laughs> I mean, no, I won't try and get away with that. I would say, uh, look, probably Lampoon's Vacation, the Christmas one, I would say was my go-to as a kid. Love that film. Still holds up. Great movie. Um, Randy Clay, uh, Quaid, Glenn is a yeah, great factor in that. <laughs> yeah. I loved um I loved Jingle All the Way with um Arnie. Oh, yeah. That was that was a big hit with me. I love that. You know that scene where he like he punches the reindeer out, like he knocks it out, <laughs> and then, like the next scene he's trying to make it up to the reindeer, so he like splits the six pack with it. <laughs> where do you stand on Jingle All the Way too? Oh, I haven't seen that. I feel like that's your forte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're up to the boneheads. Joe, you go first. I'm sorry. Do you go all the way to, does that have Larry the Cable Guy in it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, did you watch that piece of shit, Glenn? I haven't haven't caught that one yet, but I I will. (laughs) If there's a number two in the title, um, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I get that. Well, mine's mine's actually a classic from a director who did two Christmas classic films on completely polar opposites of the spectrum one would have been black christmas but the one i go back to is a christmas story and i know it's huge here but i love a christmas story and it's from bob clark bob clark also gave us black christmas so yeah and porkies but the two it's funny what's your favorite line from black christmas out of curiosity (laughs) don't do it jared it's a christmas special yeah, okay, okay. It starts with the C word. Yeah. <laughs> which, which you guys which you guys use a lot which you guys use a lot more than we do because yeah. I, people are real sensitive about the C word C word in America for some odd reason. But yeah. Is that where you're getting at? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's Jarrett Jarrett has repeated that line many times on the show. I love it. I, I love Black Christmas. But yeah, no, A Christmas Story. I wanted to pick another one, but I knew Chad was going to grab it. So yeah, A Christmas Story, guys. Speaking in Chad, his computer chose a good time to die because like I was, I was up to him and um, he just sent me a message saying the computer died, be there shortly. So James, oh, okay. it's up to you, mate. Pat out. Oh, I, I was hoping for more time, but just <laughs> so I could follow up chat. Uh, no, um, I'm going to go with one that is actually watched heavily in my family, and oddly enough, because of my father. I'm going to say The Muppets Christmas Carol, 1992. Uh, you've got Michael Caine as as Ebenezer Scrooge, and he nails it. I, I, I've, we watched countless versions of A Christmas Carol. For some reason, my father, who worked in a factory was this it could be a very angry man when i was young i don't know why i was an easy child to raise but he <laughs> loved michael kane mm. as scrooge so this literally became uh when we would finish thanksgiving dinner 
it was okay we've got to kick out the christmas season and it would be the yearly tradition that we would do muppets christmas carol and i, I still do it with my kids so there you go it's my my childhood pick would have to be the muppet christmas do you carol. do you love the christmas carol in general or just that one specifically uh, yeah actually there, there there's another uh movie that uh the man who invented christmas that came out about charles dickens writing it and i w- showed it to my children as a follow-up to muppet christmas carol and uh, my daughter loved it. Yeah, I think there's just something about that story of, of redemption. And, and I hope that holds true because I've done many, many terrible, terrible things. And I need I need my spirits to show up at near the end of my life and say, hey, hey, get back on the straight and narrow. Death is coming for you. <laughs> That's probably not the answer I should give. But there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Chad, are you with us? Yeah, apparently... Uh... About 3 a.m. in the morning is when my computer decides to manually restart and do updates. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're up to you now. What's, what's one of your childhood favorites? Okay, so I apologize. I don't know what James and Joe picked, so I'm just going to go uh, assume we that We didn't you, pick yours. Uh, well, <laughs> that is a recommendation. So I think I'm, I'm actually going to talk about a childhood movie that I watched over and over again as a kid because uh, I'm kind of like Jared. I wasn't, I'm not really into sentimental christmas movies i never was couldn't get into them i won't go on to uh my opinion on it's a wonderful life uh but the the christmas movie i watched repeatedly as a kid was Ernest saves christmas oh mate you're talking my you're talking my language you know <laughs> you know, know this you're gonna pick that one <laughs> I, I was gonna say i was gonna bring it up later because i had to mention a kentuckian in there so there you go you beat me to it yeah no, uh, the one i'm going to, i'm joe that's next <laughs> for our next list um, oh, you son of a bitch. Yep, sorry. So uh, Ernest Saves Christmas is, uh, I just watched it over and over again as a kid, just because um, I got introduced to Ernest from Ernest Goes to Camp, still one of my favorite movies. Uh, but Ernest uh, Saves Christmas is definitely one of those ones. I, I It epitomizes Christmas for me. And also the Santa Claus ripped it off. So let's not talk, let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> the, um, the, the Ernest movie that was filmed in Florida. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It, yep, it, as uh, Disney MGM Studios was being built, which later became Hollywood Studios and whatnot, it was one of the first movies that was shot there. Awesome. Well, and my it clearly uh, shows my pick. Yep. I'm, I'm going. Do you guys remember one from the mid '80s called One Magic Christmas with Mary Steenburgen and Harry Dean Stanton? Yes. I oh, went. To is the that movie. the dark? Is that the dark, depressing one? Yeah, like the mother's depressed. She's a single mother and she's struggling to raise her kid, and she's lost the Christmas spirit. And then. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton sort of comes down as an angel called Gideon that sort of shows the mother the way. It's, it's a beautiful film, but like you said, it's really dark. It's sort of like a re-imaging of It's a Wonderful Life in many ways. So that's definitely the I've one. You've never heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen yeah, it. And Harry, I've seen Harry, I've, Harry, Dean Stan, Harry Dean's from Kentucky. So we've seen, I, for some odd reason, I'm, is it a TV movie here, guys? I believe I it's no, Joe. Mary Steenburgen as well, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's a. I think it might have been like a world of Disney movie, like a, a TV movie that Disney produced because they it was a theatrical feature. It went yeah, theatrical it here. I went to the cinemas and saw it as a kid. Yeah, but we did. We got a lot of those uh, yeah. world yeah. of Disney movies and cinemas here. Yeah, I have to check that out, guys. Um, well, Gamma, oh, by I, the way, was it Bride of Boogity, Ben? I just wanted to ask real quick. <laughs> you left out Bride of Boogity. You wasn't just Mister Boogity. You couldn't do Bride of Boogity. Sorry. I, funnily enough, I, I never saw uh, Bride of Boogity. Oddly I, uh, enough, it, 
I never saw the first one. I caught the, the other one. one as a kid, and it wasn't until <laughs> I got Disney Plus that I went back and watched it. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's an all star cast. The first one's an all star cast. Like young David Fastino is one yep. of the kids, and Christy Swanson, and uh, uh, what's her name from? Um, it's not Days of Our Lives. It's the other one, Bold and the Beautiful. Brooke from the Bold and the Beautiful. Catherine Kelly Lang is in it, and uh, Richard Massa, yep. who uh, who prior to that I only knew as the guy who killed himself in the bath in It. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's Part alive. John Carpenter's <laughs> the thing, and he was in the thing. That's but at that yeah, stage, yeah. I think at the stage I hadn't seen the thing. Yeah. I'm so shocked that I'd seen the suicide scene in It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I was about to say, Guillermo, I noticed you popped back in just in time for a song, mate, because we've got a great yeah. one coming up. Uh, I went to bop my head. <laughs> here we go. good was that that's tyler the creator singing you're a mean one mr grinch from the grinch soundtrack that's a bloody ripper but okie doke guys uh none of you knew i was going to do this part of the show that's what makes it so much fun so um, son of a bitch (laughs) because there are so many christmas movies out there and we can't discuss them all i'm gonna take cues from guillermo's podcast where he spins a wheel um i went and bought a wheel and it broke so i've got a christmas dip and there's lots of titles in there. So I'm going to pluck some out one at a time and whatever one you get, see if you can reflect on it or relate to it or pass. So I'm going to go the order that you're on my screen right now. Go Joe first. And yep. yours would be ah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. What would you like me to say about it? Uh, not directed by Tim Burton. First of all, Tim Burton produced it. It looks like a Tim Burton film, but it's directed by Henry uh, Selleck, Selleck, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. It's a wonderful movie that's, that my wife has loved and adored. And how many times did you guys get all those 3D re-releases of it over the years, especially yep. in the 2000s in Australia? Yep. I bet yep. I've seen that movie in the theater. Didn't see it originally, but later on at least three or four times because of her. 
but I love I like it, but I don't think I have the deep attachment that some people have to it. No, yeah, monkey right. bone is far superior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James, you're up next, and I've got Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> Oddly enough, we just watched that. Uh, that my my children wanted to watch it. Um, it is. Uh, it's not a perfect film, but it's also not as terrible as I always think it's going to be. So. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think about that sometimes because I've often thought about, you know, how much, how much effort people put into the holidays. And then if you could just skip once and do something, go somewhere. Occasionally it sounds nice, especially, um, uh, they don't watch anything I do, especially if I have to spend time with my in-laws. So yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it, give it, I think people need to give it a shot. It's not for everybody, but based on a John Grisham novel, if I remember it is yeah. called Swapping Christmas. Serious? Yeah, no, yeah. he wrote the book. It, it's called Skipping Christmas. FYI, yeah. the cool thing about America and Australia is drive-ins. We both had drive-ins, right? Yeah. And yeah. We, our drive-ins are back now. And the one that's close to Ken- Lexington, Kentucky, is playing Christmas with the Cranks tonight. I wonder if Billy's there. Random. But didn't it go through so many script doctors that it, it appears nothing like the John Grissom actual book, right? Yeah, there's no courtroom. There's no lawyers. Yeah, I was gonna say the giveaway was that the cranks are all lawyers. Uh, yeah. the, the, it's I, the annual Christmas I party. The, I think one of the problems I have with it, and I think the reason it's, it's a complicated film, is that the cranks aren't cranky enough. Like the, the they they still and but so the, the turn at the end. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's waited this long to see it. But the twist at the end doesn't feel overly like a twist, and the hatred that I expected there. Uh, it just doesn't stand up to some of the counter Christmas turns that we've seen. So, uh, but yeah, I think people should check it so out. So, if I'm if uh, I'm reading between the lines, are you saying remake it? Uh, actually, I, you know, I, uh, as long as you keep yes, and pay us to write the damn thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. Okay, we'll do part two. I don't have dignity. <laughs> ben, you're up with Larry the Cable Guy, and <laughs> Ben has Fred Claus. Fred Claus with uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Isn't that... I uh, I always get that mixed up with... Is it Santa Claus? What's the... Or is it Fred Claus? Is Fred Claus the one where it's... Is it Martin Short? He's like the... Santa no, that, that's the Santa Claus 3. Like, yeah. Is that Santa Claus 3 where yeah. he kills? Yeah. Doesn't like he violently him. kill someone? Yeah, no, I... I I, I keep and I also get it mixed up with the delivery man. So I'm assuming that 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 uh, Fred Claus is the one where he gets he gets a lot of women pregnant when he gets kicked out of the North Pole. Is that right? <laughs> I can't remember. Is that what happened? <laughs> he just goes around knocking people up with with the North Pole for yeah. people to visit the South Pole. <laughs> the South Pole. Yeah, he just knocks them up with uh, Santa seed. Any <laughs> That's what it's all about. And that comes from Santa's sack. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He empties his sack quite a few times in the field. <laughs> Jarrett, I dread to think. You're Cleans up. out the chimney. You're up next. Oh, just don't dip your <laughs> cookie in that milk. Uh, oh, I apologize. Jarrett, I apologize. You have Prancer. Uh, I, I actually have never seen Prancer, but I do have a copy of it on VHS currently on sale on eBay. <laughs> I can tell you who released it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've never, I've actually never seen that one. It kind of came out probably well, like early nineties, ninety one, ninety two, somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah, between really. eighty nine and ninety two, I'm thinking. Um, and I had no interest in it, and I um, 
you know, I've never I've never gone there. But I so will you... talk about Christmas with the Cranks because I've got it up on DVD there. I only saw it about two years ago, and I I didn't I thought it was going to be a piece of shit, and it was on cable or something, and I was somewhere, and I caught about an hour of it, and I went, I like this movie. And then I bought it three times on DVD, but every time I bought that fucking DVD, oh, sorry, sorry, Christmas, bleep that. Every time I bought that DVD, it was um, heavily scratched, well loved, but lo- not loved enough that it stayed in the household. But now I now I own a partially scratched one that plays. Yeah, I think that threshold has been stepped over well and truly by now. <laughs> was it? Was it- was it the sack cream that you dip your cookies in that killed the threshold? <laughs> it looks like human gonna, stains on the disc. It's going to push my eggnog <laughs> to the side. All right. Keith, you're yes. up. You sweating bullets, yeah. mate? Give oh. him a film. Give him, give, him, give him a contemporary film. Nothing from the 60s or 70s. Elf. Elf. Oh, Elf. Yeah. Oh, mate. I haven't seen it. Oh. Elf. On, hang on. Hang on. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. I can talk about that. Absolutely. The ultimate Christmas film. I think we all agree. What an absolute classic. Actually, I've got another one here for you, Keith. Yeah. Eyes, wide, <laughs> eyes wide shut. Yeah, I can talk about that. Again, that's another great Christmas movie, isn't it? I believe there's a Christmas, there's Christmas tree or Christmas lights present in almost every shot. Is that correct? I haven't seen it in a while. But... Am I, do you actually want me to talk about this? I can. Yeah, why not? No. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah. Funnily enough, we're finally talking about a, an actual movie with a gangbang. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so we're all in the mood, aren't we? Yeah, what a, what a great film, isn't it? I, I think, um, oh, it's been years since I've seen it. Actually, it's been about three, four years, but it definitely qualifies as a Christmas movie. It may not be the one you'd watch with the kids on Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> Underrated film, I feel, Glenn. What do you reckon? Well, I could watch it with my kids because they're grown up. <laughs> It'd still be quite, I don't know, that'd be awkward. It's still awkward. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. That's time I watched Bad Boy Bubby with my parents and we just watched it. We just kept watching it. And in, you know, I think everyone was uncomfortable, but it got to a point where it's like, It'd be more uncomfortable to acknowledge it and turn it off. So let's just sit through it. Yeah. <laughs> Chad just watched no, that for the first no, no. time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. we just let it play on loop. Oh, Jarrett, um, Chad just watched Bad Boy Bobby for the first time a few weeks ago. Oh wow, what'd you think? I so I enjoyed it, but I am horribly scarred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joe, uh, I talked to Joe about. Honestly, I like, I did like the movie. The only as as disturbing as that movie is, the part that disturbed me the most, and I gave Glenn, I had to I, I message Glenn about it, was the cats. I was like, oh man, everything I'm okay with everything but the cat. <laughs> and um yeah, I told him I told him the story about the uh the, the cats and how that Yeah, but no, I I really enjoyed it. That's it. We were, not for the Christmas we were, special. We we're working on uh Umbrella, a company that we work with. We're prepping the uh, a new uh Blu-ray release of uh Spoiler Bad alert. Boy Bubby. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I don't know if that's if that's been uh, announced anywhere. <laughs> it hasn't been announced, but it's been announced. Oh, well, who knows? Uh, no, well, but it's been yeah. announced now. Yeah, that's it. It's been Brand announced now. 4K restoration. Is there a special feature? Is there a special feature where you go sort of on a trek looking for the original cat and you end up at the RSPCA? No, there's, a, there's, a, there's a special feature called Great Whoppers of Tits where we highlight Great Whoppers of Tits from history. <laughs> <laughs> you got great big whoppers. <laughs> Yeah. They be perfect. But there's Angel tips. one of the one of the ideas that I pitched to help sell the film was that we should buy like a cat tea cozy, 
that we could then slot the DVD, the Blu-ray into and wrap it in Glad Wrap, and that was how we'd send it out to people. He did. Brilliant. Pitched it to the head of Umbrella, and everyone laughed. And then he sort of like had this look on his face, and he said to me later, he I was serious. Serious. I also Lynn a message and asking if in Australia you all just walk around a corner and there's some random group of carolers there too because if so you all are weird <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's a Christmas element I forgot about that yeah yeah excellent well Chad you're up next I've got that's why I brought it up now here's, now here's what's going to happen before you say your name every movie you've listed I've had an opinion on now go ahead and list the one that I don't <laughs> that's what I was thinking no offense I wish I'd have got eyes wide shut by the way I, like, <laughs> I don't I don't know if anybody has an opinion on this one it's a shop around the shop around the corner oh I'm just the hell I never oh, even heard of it film. okay well, you, oh the remake is um you've got mail you've uh, got, Tom Hanks you've got mail yeah, yeah right. you've got mail and it's you know a what? I've never Jimmy seen that Stewart. it's a Jimmy Stewart film let's go another one um, no. I knew this would happen. I knew it would happen. <laughs> Why did you write one? them down when you just refused them? <laughs> no, well, okay. It's too similar. White Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. seriously? Hate White Christmas. So do I. Hate. Thank you. I, I just, I, uh, the guys know I'm not a big fan of musicals. So if somebody just walks around and, they're, and they just randomly break out in the song, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Talk normal, people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Guillermo, you you up for one? Yeah, I'm probably the worst person for this. I just generally don't watch Christmas movies. Not on purpose. I just I never get around well, to them. Well, so Ben, ben and see what happens. all the other guys are going to curse you for getting this one. You've got Silent Night, Deadly Night, my friend. I've never seen it. <laughs> all right, next one. I've heard the sequel. Are you talking about the remake or the original? No, the original. Bad Santa. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you got Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah, no, thank goodness. I have uh, seen that one. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like that film. I think it's one of Billy Bob's best performances. I mean, he really straddles that line between all-out comedy and an actual painful character. Um, yeah, it's really good. And I think it's it's actually a good film about alcohol abuse as well as a Pretty funny adult comedy, so yeah, I like it. So the uh, the Coen brothers wrote that. Was there ever, do do you know was there ever any intention for them to direct it? I'm not sure. No. Silence falls upon the room. What about bad? What about bad Santa too? Where do you sit with oh, that? I hated one? Bad Santa. That's right, bad Santa. There you go. I hated the sequel. Yeah, I just I couldn't stand it. Hated it. Hey, I'm going to step outside the box here for a minute and try something which may fail miserably. Hey, Guillermo, does Cassandra want to come into frame? Cass, <laughs> his wife. Asking if, if you want to come into frame for a sec, his wife um, runs screen realm with him. She goes maybe a bit later, <laughs> so she can go and get <laughs> out of her nose. <laughs> That's Christmas, okay. Hey? I was gonna give her one. Not. I was gonna give her one of those. <laughs> uh, you were gonna give her one. You've got to fight him now. <laughs> Hey, babe, we've got eight guys here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so that, that's a steady no? I guess that's a, that's a subtle no. I'll come soon. Oh, I was. You said she'll come soon, but I'm guessing that's not talking about this as well. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that was fun. Anyway, um, here's another song. What were you going to do? Oh, I'm so curious now. Or was, well, will that happen later, maybe? I was going to give her one to talk about. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. How about another song? Uh, this one's a doozy. Uh, it's Christmas Vacation by Barry Mann and Cynthia Well. Um, Wheel, performed by Marv- Mavis Staples. I don't even know these people's names. It's from the <laughs> Christmas Vacation soundtrack, and we'll catch you on the other side of it. Okay, so um, here we go. This is this is the part where we talk to Adam, who is, uh, I think he's at a pub. Let's um, bring him on in. Uh, there he is. He's not at a pub. Hey, <laughs> dude. <Have> a... <laughs> he does look a little drunk. Is he going to the toilet? <laughs> Looks like a bathroom he's in. 
I hate these POV pawns these days. <laughs> Especially when they turn the camera the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Switch it around. Oh, hey. We know what it's like from this end. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> Where are you right now? What is that? Uh, well, oh, yeah, in between parts. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a silly it's a silly season. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here, man. I know you can't stay, but um, thanks for dropping in. Obviously, it's our Christmas special. What are you up to? Uh, I'm hiding in my stepbrother's bedroom. <laughs> it's just, you know, fitting for a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is he younger or older, Adam? <laughs> uh, a few drinks in, we're all about the same age, but no. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? They, they actually think that I'm like, because they're from Albury, they think that I'm a bit of a celebrity. They're like, you go to these premieres? And I'm like, yeah, I know Robert Downey Jr. I lie. I play. Like <laughs> um, dude, great. we've been talking about Christmas movies, uh, ones from our childhood. Um, what's a movie from your childhood that you hold on to dearly? You know what? I was thinking about this. And look, I know that you guys would be going just harping on about Die Hard ad nauseum right today. Like, and look, <laughs> and... And, and look, and just behind T2, it's the best action movie ever. And look, it is a Christmas movie. I like, let me have it as a Christmas movie. But I was thinking about this, and the one that I would watch as Christmas themed, like almost the most, is Batman Returns. Mm. I was like, just, um, you know, between like, and even as a kid, it might have been like my first exposure to Walken and that weird monologue. And he's like, I'm just a schmo down on his luck. You know? <laughs> like, and, 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 and I was like, who is this actor? Right. You know, and I think um, Michelle Pfeiffer made me tingle in places I didn't know in 1992. I didn't know they existed. You know, um, Danny DeVito like scared the fuck out of me. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, you know, those Burton uh, Batman movies are just so wild, especially considering the homogenized Marvel thing that we get. I mean, it's a crazy movie, but I just, uh, yeah. So that's probably the Christmas theme movie I watched the most as a kid. That's the second time we've had something tingle down below, isn't it, Ben? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was getting you going, Ben? Uh, I, oh, gee, who was it? Catherine Kelly Lang? No, <laughs> <laughs> who was? I can't remember. I've already Danny, forgotten. Danny DeVito, wasn't it? <laughs> Danny DeVito, I think. Danny DeVito yeah. as the penguin. Oh, yeah. Oswald Gobblepot. Yeah. Or Gobblepot. Yeah. Gobble, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been um we've been playing a game where I've just been plucking some Christmas movies out of a box, and you can just um relate a memory to it. Do you want to have a go? Yeah. Right. Hey, Glenn. Glenn, show him the box though. Oh. Nice. Have a look at this box, Adam. Look at my box. That's it. Very good. Yep. <laughs> okay. In 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 our country, look at my box means something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> I um. Merry Merry Christmas. I shit you not. This is what came out of the box. Holy! <laughs> oh, wow! Yes. Right. That's crazy yes. as hell. You've got. It's an omen. It's an omen. Jingle all the way. Oh. Jingle all the way. Travel man. <laughs> I'm the number one customer. <laughs> you know what? Like, I mean, when that came out, right, I was kind of dirty on Schwarzenegger because his brand was starting to wane. You know, I mean, and we've talked about this before on the show that Schwarzenegger just worked 
frequently with, you know, auteur filmmakers like Paul Verhoeven, James Cameron and all this shit. And then around like the sixth day and Jingle All The Way and I'm like, Arnie, what are you doing? You know, but deep down, I, I like Jingle All The Way. I can, I actually, I'm, I'm actually into it. Awesome. I'm into it. I mean, look, you got to do one for your kids now and then, don't you, if you're a movie star? you got to. <laughs> I guess. Am I the only one who says it's a piece of shit? <laughs> I, yeah, I did not... I did not like it. I did not like it. I that all that, it, that number one customer stuff really upset me. Is it? Oh, <laughs> look, it's look, it's a, it's a piece of shit. But is it? But has this got Arnie like you know like clotheslining people over an action toy? And that's you know. Ben Bad is better than Arnold in that movie. I want to say it. There you go. I said it. <laughs> hey. I am not going to stand here, and by stand, I mean sit in this comfy chair and listen to you all research anything that features Sinbad. <laughs> um, before we let Adam get back to whatever festivities he's got going there, does anyone want to throw something at him or ask him something? Nah, see? Bugger. Have you seen Have you seen Surviving Christmas, Adam? Yes, man, yeah. Honestly, like, I mean, I know, look, Christmas movies get like such a bad rap. And when I was working at the video store, like shit would come out. And I don't know, people get jazzed up on the seasonal thing. And they'd say to me like, and look, I actually used to get in trouble from management because they'd go, is this any good? And I'm like, dude, no, like, sorry. Like I can't even dress this up in any way. I mean, there's some Christmas movies that are like considered so bad that they change the course of cinema history. But, um, but I was thinking, I thought about it on the train today on the way here about what my favorite Christmas movie ever is. And look, dude, it's just got to straight up be bad Santa. That's it. You know, like, I mean, I know it's relatively modern, but I still remember where I was when I went and saw it. And I don't think I was ready for a movie that was just like this kind of like reprehensible, like in a great way. And I was like, you know, between Bernie Mac's kind of like lecherous, his like freak his show. Hand, and... His constant hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I, I, was, I was watching it. I'm like, this is the kind of shit that I joke about, but Terry's wig off has made like an actual film about this. And I, I, I knew when I loved this movie is that when he said what he got for Christmas was a punch in the back of the head and then he spewed. And I was like, great. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> And, and I liked it as well when they had that segue when you think that he's actually achieved like, you know, like his dream in life, but he's actually just behind the bar stealing drinks. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is, <laughs> this is really good. The, my biggest problem with Bad Santa was Lauren Graham's very unconvincing. Like I, like I was a big fan of Gilmore Girls. So I was looking forward whoa, 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 to the... Uh... You're a big fan of Gilmore Girls. I've never met the... you before, brother. But you do not look like a stereotypical <laughs> Gilmore Girl fan. Hold no, on, I'm, hold on. The fat I love Kentuckian the has spoken. I'm calling horseshit. <laughs> oh my God, Lorelei! Or whatever the fuck her name is. Oh, I, said. I, had a, I had a major... Do you remember Townies? Like all the way back from when Townies with Molly Ringwald and Lauren Graham, I've had a thing for Lauren Graham. And yeah, was, I was about to say well, you didn't you didn't say what you were doing while you were watching Gilmore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, a <laughs> good point. Knitting that, obviously. That first, season, <laughs> that first season of Gilmore Girls, Lauren Graham looks absolutely phenomenal, and she wears skin tight clothing almost in every scene. It is it is a uh, a thing of beauty. Well, I think and that, you know, like, uh, she has that. Oh, so she has that weird sex scene with. Mm -hmm. With him because she's got a she's got a Santa fetish. Yeah, and you're like, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa, and you're like, this is the like of all the times like I've pictured Lauren Graham in a sex scene. This is the the worst version. <laughs> of it. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I can't loop this. 
like exactly what you said there, Ben, is that you know, like the contribution to the culture uh, of that film is is that skinny alcoholics could fuck Lauren Graham, you know, like he gave us whereas fat skinny... drunks like myself are hoes because <laughs> <laughs> skinny alcoholics deserve to fuck outside of the big and tall every, yeah, every yeah, uh, yeah. now and then. <laughs> I uh, might go back. And, I might watch it tonight at midnight. Actually, yeah, I might. Read yeah. It. Uh, before I, you we... know what, I just met this guy, but you tell you tell Chisel Chin down here to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> you need you, Adam. You need to show him your pics, mate. <laughs> I can do his topless. Yeah, no, oh, mate. Who wants to see him do it topless? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, call me back in another hour. Things are escalating here. <laughs> They're escalating here. <laughs> <laughs> all right well adam uh we know you got stuff to get up to mate so uh, i just want to say to you um thanks for everything you've done to the show for the show for the last um year it's been amazing it's been a, a pleasure and your contributions have been um immeasurable so thanks a lot well look man i just you know the fact that you actually allow me to like just rant like a madman every week gives me a lot of you know it gives me an outlet i like it it's great awesome now before you um you you step out um, how many stars out of five do you give Bad Santa to? Oh, five. So I, I give it five, five, Lauren, five Lauren Grahams out of five. <laughs> I love that he didn't actually hear that I said number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, number two. Oh, you look, number, number two had some kind of, like, anything where Kathy Bates, you know, is in, I'm, I'm pretty, like, look, it's a, yeah, comedy sequels are diminishing. I know you would fight me on this, Glenn, but, you know, mate, I even thought I might go and revisit that. Is number two as bad as I remember? I don't know. Mm. I didn't think it was that bad. That's all right. I didn't think I, it was that yeah, bad. I, thought it, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I remember you were super psyched to see it, Jarrett. When it, oh, uh, I was so pumped. I think you had that pre the preview screening or whatever. It yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had, like, an in-season pass to see it, and it felt like that movie was on for, like, two weeks, and yeah. by the second week, it was, like, <laughs> 9 a.m., or you know, or three PM in the afternoon only on weekdays or something. And I dragged because my father in law and my wife to go see it. We all went and saw it together. And it was another great experience of watching, you know, a movie with lots of gratuitous stuff with your father in law next to you. Yeah. Who, who kind of say, politely it, laughs. It's, it's like oh. the only, <laughs> you let the only people at the the only people at the cinema at like a nine AM screenings are usually people like retired people. Yeah, or well, our people with kids, or, yeah, <laughs> people who are just to somewhere warm. They've been in there yeah. all night. Vagrants, vagrants, vagrants. Um, yeah. Like yeah. The, it's a good crowd. All right. Well, Adam, we'll let you go, mate. Um, get on the beers. Sorry. Have a great night. Oh. Uh, well, good, yeah. to, good to see you, boys. Oh, it's it's nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Ross, everybody. Um, all right. Here's something else. He's back again. He's back. Hi, I'm Mick Garris, and I just want to give a happy holiday shout-out to the listeners of Good Movie Monday and to Glenn and Ben and company, and have the best of holidays. Thanks a lot. Hi, I'm Brian Trenchard-Smith, and this is my cat, Wombat. We're both avid listeners to Good Morning Monday and want to extend a hearty season's greetings to Glenn, Ben, and all at fakeshemp.net for their excellent work in providing nerdy cinematic ramblings. For those that are into nerdy cinematic ramblings like Wombat here, there are plenty of them in my new book, Adventures in the B-Movie Trade. 
stories spanning 50 years of movie experience in Australia and all over the world. Amazon make the paperback a bit pricey in Australia, but the Kindle plays well on your computer. I hope all of you have a very happy Christmas season and that 2021, I assure you, is going to be a lot better than 2020. Okay? Best of luck. Bye-bye. Well, I mentioned at the start of the show that this is our final episode for the year, so let's do a quick rundown of what's in store over the summer break and what we've got planned for 2021. And hey, boneheads, how weird does it sound like we're heading into our summer break? That's got to be pretty weird for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, audio show, but I just flipped off Glenn. Well, for some it is, but the video is going on YouTube, so yeah, there's that. Okay, so Hi, Mom. <laughs> so while we are Hi, Joe's mom. while the show Hi, is Joe's taking mom. its break over the holiday period, uh, we will be doing our best to bring some exclusive content to you throughout our downtime. I'm talking about interviews and videos and some other odds and ends to keep the Good Movie Monday vibe going. One example is the conversation I recently had with Emilia Jovovich and Paul W S Anderson. So look out for that one amongst others. As for the new year, 2021. Can't be any worse than 2020, so I guess no matter what we do, it's got to be better. Uh, but of course, the show will resume uh, probably in late February, and we'll be presenting you that show right throughout the year. Um, we also have a new live weekly, or well, new weekly live stream in the works, which if all goes to plan, will drop every Wednesday night, and it will feature a rotating cast of characters joining me to answer viewer questions and spit nerdy cinematic banter like we always do. We have a new member joining the team sometime in the new year. She goes by the name of Miss Gypsy Rose, and she is quite a character, and she will be helping us develop our video content and social media platforms. She's a whole lot of fun, so look out for that. And then we also have our Patreon, which we're working on right now, so hopefully that will launch sometime before mid-year and it will provide members loads of additional content and they'll actually get a say in how the show runs. So that's exciting. For the first time, our listeners will be able to dictate some terms. So I can't wait for that. Um, that's the rough outline. Don't be surprised if more stuff comes your way. But now, um, something from the Pogues. Cheers. It was Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank An old man said to me Won't see another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away Undreamed about you Got on the lucky one Came in late ten to one I've got a feeling This year is for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true Me, Broadway was waiting for me. You were handsome, you were 
pretty queen of New York City When, when the band finished playing, they had a love for more Sinatra was swinging, all the drunk men were singing We kissed on a corner, then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir were singing, going by And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day So that was um, for the Scrooges and Grinches out there. One of those great anti-Christmas songs, "Fairy Tale in New York" by the Pogues. Uh, and now we approach uh, the round table again to sort of bring the show to an end, whereby we recommend one movie for you to watch over the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day period. And we'll go in the same order. Oh, actually, we'll go in the order that my screen is presenting you all in. So that puts Joe first. Joe, what movie should people be watching this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or? around christmas you know i was going back and forth i had two or three things picked and i want to leave one for chad because i know it's it's a special thing to him i want to talk about something that doesn't get any play anymore and none of you all brought it up harold and kumar's christmas movie (laughs) yeah good reaction Uh, you guys you guys might shit on it but i enjoyed the hell out of it when i saw it in the theater and i started thinking about it i was like when was the last time i watched that when was the last time anybody talked about it it's not horrible. Does anybody else remember it being horrible? It's no, better it than good. the second one. Yeah, it's better than the second one. It's better than when they go to Guantanamo. I put it right up there with I put it right up there with the third Friday. 
Uh, yeah, sure. So I think we all should watch Harold and Kumar's Christmas movie. Actually, I actually forgot the freaking name of it. Harold Kumar's 3D Christmas. <laughs> that, and can I get a two for real quick? The other one is The Ref with Dennis Leary. Yeah, I don't yes. think a lot of people talk about that one, but The Ref the with ref, Dennis Leary. The Ref was in my box of treats. Oh, there you go. Can you smell cat piss? <laughs> <laughs> That's just been. <laughs> It's the pen. James, you're up next, it's mate. It's a, a tasty beverage. <laughs> it, 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 I, I, I'll be honest. I have a hard time thinking of one, but one that comes into my mind that I can't shake um, because it made money back in the day. But again, it's it's been lampooned now so much. Um, it was a Mexican production called Santa Claus versus the Devil. Oh, <laughs> yes. I presented it, that on our Trailer Nation show a couple of years ago. The, the fact that it won awards at the time and they're like, what well, made money over time because they just kept re-releasing it and they got an English dub. I, I just I couldn't in not mention Santa Claus versus the devil because it's what other movie has, you know, of course, what the devil has to do is not an ongoing battle with, uh, uh, with with God or anything. No, no, he's going to target Santa Claus. And of course, Santa Claus, well known for his workshop in space. Um, Can I ask a quick question? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, who wins? Please tell me it's the devil. <laughs> well, but it's not even the devil. The devil doesn't do it himself. He sends his, his lieutenant Well, that's pitch. a bunch of horse shit. Well, here's the deal. But uh, did you know, Joe, and I don't know, I know you're an expert on Christmas, Joe. Do you know that Santa's got an assistant too? It's a well-known fact. Santa's assistant is Merlin, the wizard. Um, yeah, so if you've never seen Santa Claus versus the devil, check that out. I also have to do, I'll do a quick Joe Lewis shout out. Uh, it's a music video, but if you haven't seen uh, the music video with two American icons, you really need to check out Lil John and Kool-Aid Man's All I Really Want for Christmas music video. <laughs> Kool-Aid Man, this. of course, a great American icon. Consider it done. Ben, up next. Mike is yours. Oh. Well, my one's nowhere near as, as fun as, as either of those <laughs> two. I mean, it is, but in a completely different way. Uh, I... I, uh, I I have watched this every couple of years. Uh, it's from 2006, directed by Nancy Myers. It's uh, The Holiday. Yeah, with Jack Black and Kate Winslet. With uh, Jack Black, a very young, seemingly young... Oh, yeah. And yeah. you still, you're just killing me. Yeah. Honestly, I want to hang out with you all now and drink because I feel like I don't know... Ben, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's... a fucking holiday. Ben is a, Ben is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, Ben. Just to give them context, on nearly every episode that we record, Ben talks about Hallmark movies. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. I do love I do love Hallmark movies. Uh, anything with a with a washed up celebrity uh, playing twenty years younger than they actually are and falling in love with a prince of some sort from random European countries. Like I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the holiday, the holiday, what I love about the holiday, it's got, it's got a great cast and it's, and it's, you know, it's about, there's lots of cool stuff about movies in there. Like Eli Wallach uh, plays uh, the next door neighbor of Cameron Diaz slash Kate Winslet. Cause they, the basically the concept of the film is that, that Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz have both uh, just got out of horrible relationships and need a break. So they swap houses and Cameron Diaz cuts trailers for a living in Hollywood. And uh, Kate Winslet uh, works, I think she does the wedding section in a newspaper in, uh, 
in Surrey or something like that and uh, in the UK and they switch houses and Eli Wallach is Cameron Diaz's um, neighbor and he's an old timey screenwriter who used to write you know things like uh, I think I, I can't remember actually he doesn't they don't actually name any of the films he does write but he just he recommends all these films that uh, she should watch including things like His Girl Friday and these kind of classic screwball comedies and stuff uh, but there is like John Krasinski pops up Catherine Hahn pops up uh, Ed Burns is in it and this this movie is rare because it's the first time that Jude Law and uh, not quite right Jude Law aka Rufus Sewell appear in the same film together <laughs> I've always I was like these two guys they're the same person right but like one's like like Rufus Sewell is what happened to Jude Law when he got into a horrible car <laughs> 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 it's like you know, like Mark Hamill from in between Star Wars and uh, Empire Strikes Back. Like, what's happened to him? Like, something's gone wrong with that guy. But uh, there's also like Shannon Sosterman who kind of disappeared shortly oh, thereafter. Love her, never to be seen in in, yeah. in uh, films again. Gosh, but there's like there is my favorite part of this film is that when Cameron Diaz meets Jude Law for the first time, you can literally if you like press your ear up to the screen you can hear her vagina widening <laughs> like it is a remarkable a remarkable scene Man, can uh, you tell me what that sounds like <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like a <laughs> i'm sorry it's hilarious <laughs> jared jared you're up next Beat right, that. Well, I've got one I got one actually saw with Ben, funnily enough. Ben and I saw this one back in 2017. We attended the world premiere at Fantastic Fest. It's a little film called Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah. We also saw with a friend of ours, Michael Helms, and Helmsy and I came out and we have really enjoyed it. Chad, have you seen this film? I think you'll hate it. No. (laughs) I actually, uh, I have not. It's on my list. It seriously is. Okay. Well, because this is the thing. It's it's a Zomcom teen musical it's got a bit of music they break out a song all the time man oh i'm out <laughs> yeah i, I didn't know how i felt about it to start with but then i just i just fell into it and went for the ride and at the end of it i had a couple laughs i enjoyed it and i was like yeah this is a pleasant enough movie to watch around christmas and i came out of it and helmsy and i are all hyped and what do you think of this ben oh it's horrible <laughs> i think the only thing that i got out of him that was positive was it had the roly-poly man in it <laughs> Yeah, the baldy man. Yeah. <laughs> the baldy man pops up as the dad yeah. who gets killed. But the auto tune is is uh, like out of control in that film. It sounds and it's, right. Like, I, I mean, I look, I like a musical. Yeah. I did not like this. No, you did uh, not. No, well, but it, it was fun. And look, I'm going to revisit it this Christmas because uh, the wife hasn't seen it, and I just wanted to know if I was just psyched because they they had like street performers out front of the cinema too. They were doing like a zombie walk, and you you know just a flash mob zombie walk. So you can kind of get caught up in the hysteria of it all and go, wow, this is exciting. We're at this premiere and this movie's okay. What a hell of an experience. But now I'm going to put it up to the scrutiny of the wife and she'll tell me whether or not it's a piece of shit. I was going to say, Jarrett, you had me at mixed nuts and lost me at Anna and the Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that, that brings us to Keith, mate. Um, what should people be watching this Christmas? Um, you know, I actually, I watch every, I'm not going to recommend this, but every Christmas I watch Dr. Strangelove on Christmas Day. I've done it for like the last six years. don't know why. I just, I do it every single Christmas. It, I recommend highly. I'm going to recommend The Apartment for a Christmas movie. Um, Billy Wilder, 
Absolute yep. stone cold classic. Jack Lemon, what an amazing actor Jack was. Loved a beverage, but he was what a stunning man he was. Uh, who else? It's Shirley MacLaine. She was pretty tasty in the elevator. Fred McMurray, he was a great actor, wasn't he? Um, yeah, like Melancholy Tale obviously takes place over Christmas. Um, what is it, young Jack? Just you know, um, Shirley steals his heart, and Fred's you know. Fred's roaming those fields and he starts leasing out his apartment to get ahead um, in his in his work. But uh, yeah, great film. It's been a little while. He, he leases out his apartment to executives that's right. in his the company that he works for mm. so they can take their bit yep. on the side. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They've got, they've got, they've got they've like a, it's like a, a rentable love nest that's that right. won't appear on anyone's credit card statement. That's right, hey, yeah. Hey, Jarrett. Keith, The Apartment, I think, maybe the perfect movie. Did you yeah, hear that? It's one of the perfect films. Did, yeah, you hear, did you hear my oh, heart wow. melt? I had my two co-hosts talking to each other. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were in agreement. Yeah. And we didn't, even we didn't even talk about James Bond. It wasn't about Bond. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, like, I was saying to uh, Glenn, if you go back and listen to the Sean Connery tribute that you did, like Glenn played it. I didn't. I didn't hear it. Glenn played it after uh, the show. After the show went out, mm. I think you recorded it before we recorded the show, and we basically talk about the same films, yeah, yeah. the same things, like the same bits of trivia. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. You even you both talked about the gangster, the standover gangster turning up to the set. Yeah, Johnny Stefanato um, turning up on. Yeah, the that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, when I. When I found out he died, I was watching Diamonds Are Forever. It was bizarre. Right. Insane, yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Good, good stuff. Uh, Chad, you're up. All right. So uh, I have two, but I'm not going to mention. I, I'm going to mention the one that is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I watch it every year. I have the original movie poster. And it doesn't say Christmas unless it has this great line. Bitch hit me with a toaster. <laughs> It's talking about Scrooge with Bill Murray, directed by Richard Donner. Uh, it is uh, the epitome of Christmas movies for me. I do. I watch it every year. I, I love Bill Murray's performance in it. And I mean, it's got John Glover. It's got Bobcat Goldthwait. It's got Nancy Allen. Uh, Carol I mean, Kane. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Bruce. I think there's uh, a lot of out of control eyebrows in that film. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and is that the first movie Bill Murray made after Ghostbusters? Except for the cameo in yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, first feature role mm -hmm. since, yeah. Yeah, he took, a long, he took a long hiatus. They yeah, had the incredible uh, song, um, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, love which in was your like heart number by one Andy in Australia for like, felt like two months or something. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, which is, is actually another, this is a musical scene that I actually can tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a great. Enough. That's yeah. a great film. What do you think about you know like like in movies like there's something about Mary where the movie finishes and then during the credit sequence all the cast they do uh, build me up about a couple like, of yeah do yeah. build me up like sing along to a song like they do it in I think is it Bennett like Beckham do they I do hate it? that I like it and, uh, yeah I quite, I, I quite enjoy it. it like I leave the movie with a uh, feeling good about like uh, the, you wouldn't want to do it with Schindler's List. <laughs> Someone, how else are you going to learn the lyrics to Edelweiss? <laughs> <laughs> I set you up, man. I set you up. <laughs> oh my goodness! You knocked it down. Good job. And Guillermo, you're up now. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just struggling to put it down to one. I think if you want a classic, you go, It's a Wonderful Life. I'm just trying to think of as safe as you can get if you want to show family something. So It's a Wonderful Life or maybe Elf. Um, I, I think Elf's a really safe, joyful little film that um, I think everyone can enjoy. If you wanted to get something a little more risque, but maybe Bad Santa is a bit much, you could go, um, what was it? The, the Night Before? Yes, with, that um, was great. Seth With Rogen. their stones the whole way. Amongst, amongst Rogan's, um, you know, list. But I, I really enjoyed that one. So if I had to pick a middle ground, I'd say Elf, just because everyone can enjoy that one. There you go. Well, the good thing about Elf over It's a Wonderful Life is there's no suicide. It constantly boggles the mind that It's a Wonderful Life is like this, you know, yeah. family Christmas film. And you're like, Jimmy Stewart wants to kill himself wants for the vast majority of the film. <laughs> yeah. Did you see oh, that? Yeah, I've always heard suicide is painless. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, a couple of years ago they made a movie called Pottersville that was like with uh, Michael Shannon or set yeah. in the town from It's a Wonderful Life? It was weird. Oh, God. And doesn't it involve Bigfoot for some reason? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a terrible film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Michael Shannon's also in The Night Before as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he was right. too. Yeah. He's like the gangster, isn't he? I think he's an angel. Oh, he's the angel. I thought he was a gangster. I like the night before, but I don't remember it. I remember liking it, but no one talks about it. That's another one. That no and one um, in, in a similar sort of uh, tone, you've got Office Christmas Parties pretty good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, by the way, Chad, I, I, I just want to say I was shocked Chad didn't pick Santa with muscles. <laughs> <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> um, I'm gonna I've be... actually got a good obscure one that I was... Yeah, but anyway. You can do it real quick. <laughs> oh, uh, well, if we were to talk about obscure, uh, and I came... Uh, Surprise! It never got mentioned. Uh, we we need to talk about Rare Export, a Christmas Tale. Hang on. Yeah. First, yeah. first you said it's obscure, and then you said you're surprised it's not mentioned. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm looking at my audience. Working <laughs> <laughs> with Chad is like fire and ice. <laughs> I had money on Ben talking about it, but no. No. <laughs> no. Talk about vagina. I want to know. Did Ben finally put down the scissors <laughs> that he's been waving after we bashed him for the holiday? <laughs> it's gonna work. <laughs> I've just been stabbing myself in the leg. Like, don't cry. Don't cry. Well, it's had the opposite effect. My pick is one that's, that is kind of obscure that I only discovered recently. It's from 1984. And, and Jarrett will appreciate the fact that Paul Williams is in this one. It's called The Night They Ooh. Saved Christmas. Do you remember that one? It's about a mining oh. company that uh, oh. starts start, um, detonating or blasting up in the North Pole. And they're threatening Santa's home. So Santa has to sort of get the locals to help rally to defeat this mining evil mining company. It's weird, man. It's um, Art Cagney was in it and Jacqueline Smith. It's just a weird one. But it's available for free on YouTube if there's any curiosity factor out there. Yeah, I definitely have to see that. And it, it looks like Paul Williams has got massive sideburns in it. Yeah, so that's it. That's must it. see. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Art Carney. Man, what a cast. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing Mate, it. So before before we uh, wrap up the show, uh, Guillermo, does, does Cassandra want to step in? Yeah, so my internet's really working up here. Anyway. That's all right. Does, does Cass want to want to step in? Oh, Cass, do you want to step in now? <laughs> oh, she said okay. Oh, now his screen's paused. And then she unplugged the internet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Grab, um, yeah, sit on my lap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can just see, yeah, I, I can almost read his mind. He's like, oh, fuck you, Glenn. 
Oh. It's <laughs> on my neck this whole time. Okay, here she is. <laughs> Sorry, Kaz. Hi. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Hi, I'm good. Oh. Hey. I got the shortest stool ever in the whole world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey. hey. Merry Christmas hey, to you. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas. So if I was... Wow, you're looking very festive there, Glenn. You look great. How's that? <laughs> yes. I like it. Um, so I like shoved these into the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I went. But, but Chad, Chad definitely admires your cupboard, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cassandra, we've been pulling movie titles out of a box. Um, if I pull one out for you, would you like to talk about or connect the memory to it? Okay, let's right. do it. Let's have a look. Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think about it. I've seen it. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. Everyone's actually, you know what? Yeah, actually, I do remember this. And... <laughs> I remember when I watched it, I actually really liked it. And the part where he drank the hot chocolate or the cocoa and he loved it. I don't know, there was some we, funny we, scene there. Is that the one with Tim Allen? Yeah. No, that- Dudley Moore. <laughs> no, Not different. Wrong movie? Wrong movie. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. It's the one I with um, Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. Oh, no. We oh, no. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> Another one there. Sorry. Well, this is an easy one. Christmas Vacation. God, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you have seen it, but like, I yeah, I've seen it. Um, but I've also seen like previews and promos of it every year, as opposed to really watching. It. I think I watched it when I was very little, but I don't think it had a giant impact what, on me at the time. What movie? What Christmas movie will you be watching this Christmas? Oh, a massive one for me, which I'm sure all you guys have already mentioned, is Home Alone. Massive, the first, yeah, massive, massive. That was my Christmas film. Absolutely loved it. Was scared of hell of that the bird lady who ended up being nice. Oh, Oh, don't say bird lady. She 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 mentioned bird lady. That's great! Oh my gosh! I seriously, I had to take it off because Glenn will not pay for my chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing! Oh, absolutely amazing! What a great hat! Yeah, so both then. Both Home Alone one and two were my big things. That I loved. Yeah, those are my Christmas films. Awesome. Well, thanks for just you know popping on camera. I thought um, you've helped me out over the years and you've been a great help to what I do as well as Guillermo. So thanks very much for that and hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me on briefly. Thanks, guys. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. I get cooking. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, Guillermo, do you want to plug your your podcast? (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys. uh, Me me and my wife, Cassandra, we have a, a podcast called Loud Observers. It's a, it's a video podcast and it's on YouTube at the moment. Um, we're going to be expanding it onto just audio platforms as well. But at the moment, YouTube, Loud Observers. That's it. Fantastic. And the Bonehead guys, you want to plug yours? No, we wouldn't want people to have to suffer. <laughs> That's a joke. Shit. Oh, my God. They have watched the show, Chad. They've listened. 
<laughs> uh, Bonehead Weekly. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're on all SoundCloud, podcasts. iTunes, uh, uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. There you go. <laughs> well, as we wind up this episode, the final one for the year, it must be said that each and every one of you guys has been a consistent and reliable asset to our Good Movie Monday right from the start. So, um, You've never missed a beat. And Who did you call an ass? Nah, you've, you've, you've never missed <laughs> a beat. He's and reading I'm grateful. It, by the way. It's like one of those prepared things. Yeah. Glenn did not mean to touch her ass in the office. I'll <laughs> 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 reading it. I'll take it as a, say, I'll take it as a compliment that you said. I think he's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but Jarrett, uh, you as well, mate. It's been a huge year for for you and our show so everything you do um people can find you online at monster fest on the socials and monster fest but if look i rather than plug any of that monster business i'll just plug love the coopers um the movie <laughs> love the coopers watch it this christmas glenn loves it who did the voice of the dog actually who's the narrator of the film that turns out in a shock twist ending at the end it's a dog who was it glenn do you remember yeah steve martin Steve martin bless him god bless him but anyway love the coopers there that, that's what I want to plug. Love the Coopers available on Blu-ray from Walmart. That twist really pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. Comes with a DVD and a Blu-ray. Oh, dearie me. Well, same, same to you, Guillermo. Um, as if you're not busy enough with your own website and all your endeavors, uh, you find time for ours. So it's always a pleasure. Pleasure writing for you guys as well as having you on here. So um, thank you so much. Really appreciate thank you it. Thank you as well, man. Thanks a lot. And um, now I'm going to throw to the Bonehead Weekly, guys, Joe Chad James. It's been a tumultuous year for me and the Kentucky mob over there, but here you guys are right at the end of it all, still on board, doing your Bonehead thing. You've really made a mark on this show, so I give you each maybe 10 to 15 seconds to add anything you want to say. Talk about Love uh, the man. Coopers. <laughs> Go out and buy Love the Coopers. It's at Walmart.com. It's on Blu-ray and DVD. Steve Martin, the star of Mixed Nuts, is the voiceover and the dog. I think I got all of this. Ben, Ben, I, I need to talk more to Ben. I feel like he's in the <laughs> right. And when you say tumultuous in Kentucky, you don't mean the bonehead. I do not mean the bonehead. <laughs> we are consistent. <laughs> um, Chad, James. I, I, I just need to say quickly, how, how many more of these do I have to do before you'll give my family back? That's all I want to know. <laughs> when can I have my family back? I mean, not because all of them. he's not doing any more, you can keep Wait a minute. I agreed to do the show because he would take my family. <laughs> well, I said not all of them. Can I pick... <laughs> <laughs> I only let you on the show because you'd let me sip from your pen. <laughs> <laughs> my pen cut. <laughs> Chad, you want to add anything? I'll spend my last 15 seconds talking about the director of Love the Coopers. How can we not talk about Ralph from So I Married an Axe Murderer with his big head? This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> accent ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Boneheads. And, and then there's the, uh, the two co-hosts with whom um, I would not even have a show. So, Keith, you kick things off with me and help you really help pave the way for those first 20 episodes. So your voice on the show has definitely um, been integral to shaping who we are. So thanks so much for all that you've done. Uh, anything you want to add before we sign off? No, oh, not really. They're like the golden 20, man, those golden 20 episodes. <laughs> it's been great to be here for this. The gangbang, the gangbang and vaginal related content special. <laughs> <laughs>
knew we'd get Don't it out of you in the end. The Coopers. We talked about this. Yeah, the Coopers. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben, obviously picking up the reins for where um, Keith left off. Um, you haven't missed a beat since, so cheers for riding the bullet with me all the way to this point. Hopefully there's many more shows to come. The mic is yours, sir. Oh, look, I just want to, I just want to once again talk about uh, Cameron Diaz's vagina. <laughs> it, is a, <laughs> it is a thing of wonder. You can see it in films like The Mask and The Last Supper and uh, A Life Less Ordinary, highly recommended. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that weird, that weird porno that she did before she got famous where she seemed to take some kind of air device and attach it to a nipple to, I don't know what the hell the point of that was. but it was, I don't know what the movie that was, was but it's... I don't know what he's talking about my now Christmas either. list. <laughs> yes. it's a, yeah. <laughs> is it a deleted scene from Love the Coopers? <laughs> If you ask Cameron Diaz, if you ask Cameron Diaz when you get to see it, she'll say any given Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. Hey, we've got a few companies that have helped us along the way as well. Um, So get out and support them in return. Obviously, Eagle Entertainment, especially Craig from Eagle, have been huge supporters of our show. Long before we actually had this show and had our old ones, they've been on board. Thanks to the Lunar Drive-In. notably Dave from Luna for jumping on board with us right in the midst of the pandemic. So um, we value their support, cannot thank them enough. And we still, um, we still have more prizes of theirs to give away into the new year. Umbrella Entertainment too. Thanks each for providing us with regular, you know, contest and giveaway prizes. Obviously Stack Magazine, big ups to Scott. He helps make a lot of our celebrity interviews possible. So definitely invaluable there. And let's not forget Mighty Ape, who are essentially the Australasian uh, eBay. So if you want to shop with them, please do it via the click-through banner on fakeshamp.net, which helps support Good Movie Monday. And last but not least, and most importantly, all of you, our listeners, uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us week after week. We've had fun and we hope you've had fun too. On behalf of all of these rat bags, I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy new year. Whether you're blistering in the heat with us or up in the frozen tundras with them, let us unite in saying fuck off to 2020 as we usher in what we hope will be a year of reprieve. Here's a Christmas song to send you on your way. It's called I Want an Alien for Christmas by Fountains of Wayne. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a safe and happy new year and we'll see you all again in 2021. This year for Christmas, there's something I'd really there somewhere Santa please don't bring me another bike I don't need any ugly sweaters and I don't play much basketball but there's something kind of special that I want most of all I want an 